and welcome to the Karen Loves Romeo podcast. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I hope that you're doing well. And this is my first episode as I just want to share some ideas and topics that I've been thinking about lately and uh, you know things that I uh, often address in my own life. So for tonight's chat, um, I'm going to be talking about the idea of self-love and how it's an entry point to happiness. And I hope with this podcast and with uh, what we discussed this evening, that something will be helpful to you, will be of value, and might spur you into changing a small part of your life. Secondly, I hope that, uh, you know, it's a hope of mine to build a community and to find companionship. And that companionship can happen through any platform. And it's important to allow ourselves to reach out to others, to listen to others, and to share with others, and particularly during this pandemic. So again, I thank you so much for joining me tonight. Let's um, get into it. And, you know, self-love, we hear a lot about self-love on videos and books, TED Talks, celebrities opening up about their spirituality and their quest for self-love. So what does it really mean, this self-love? Because if you talk to certain people, they may say, oh, well, that's a version of being a narcissist or of being incredibly selfish. And it takes some time to unravel that mode of thinking, that way of thinking, because it's truly not the case of, of being so selfish that, you know, that you're unable to um, provide care and concern and compassion for others. So when, they, when you hear the saying, happiness is an inside job, it truly is. It's within. It's, you know, how we feel about ourselves, which drives us in certain directions of our lives. So finding self-love, developing self-love is really putting your happiness first. Your care the feeding of your soul first. When we are able to do that, then we can move down that path toward finding happiness, generally speaking, and across all areas within our life. It provides an infrastructure, really, is once you find acceptance for yourself and self-love, it maybe gives you the power to release and to cut loose the toxic energy, the toxic people, um, the ones that really prevent you from self-growth and evolving. So what does self-love look like? It looks like uh, forgiveness to yourself, giving yourself permission to fail, accepting yourself, your body, your experiences as all being valid. And uh, I think it's also releasing the pressure of having to be perfect, and we'll talk more about that later, but when you have self-love, you are able to um, have compassion for yourself as well as for others, forgiveness, empathy, and concern. So we often get beat up in life, and um, 
we have disappointments that that frame our own belief of how we are. And so what does it take to develop self-love? It's not like you're going to flick a switch and just go, hey, I love myself. It takes time and it takes, you know, uh, it's a daily process and the awareness to develop the feeling of goodness toward yourself, of acceptance. And when you're able to do that, you know, the investment is significant and the return on that investment, once you start believing and doing the things and taking the actions to demonstrate and to fulfill self-love, you know, the return on investment is that that allows you to truly, um, truly love others from a unconditional and from a authentic place, I believe. It establishes your emotional armor. I think along the lines of sticks and stones may break my bones, names can never hurt me. You know, it's, it's being okay with whatever people might think of you. It's finding the love for yourself and saying, you know, I'm pretty darn good in this as-is condition. You know, and it's funny because often, you know, if you're single like I am, in dating, it's like, you know, you try not to change other people. Change yourself. Uh, work on yourself, but you've really got to fall in love and, and love people for who they are and their as-is condition. And if they choose to work on themselves, then they choose to work on themselves. And that's a great thing. Another thing, another benefit of developing and living a life of self-love, of self-acceptance, is that it really does open the door to being of service. And so what does being of service mean? Well, that means of truly shining your light into the world. It's taking that illumination and it's the self-reflection of who you are. And once you have that, then you can express it in the way that you interact with others, through your career, through your volunteer work, whatever it may be, you are able to um, you know, bring all that goodness to other people, to shine your light on the world. And once everybody is able to do that, you know, the ripple effect is profound. So along the way of life, and as you get to a certain decade, and as the decades creep up and move on, you know, we might lose our way. We may have significant disappointments in the relationship department, in the career department, in the family department, in the child rearing department. But ultimately, if you can find the love for yourself, you know, that opens up your heart and your soul. So how do we get to this place where we don't, where we don't put ourselves first? And I think a lot of it stems from society's expectations, uh, either through religious, social, hierarchical uh, conventions to follow a certain path. And often we put the needs of our significant others, our husbands, our wives, children, mothers, fathers, extended family, our career. We put everything first. And we maybe put our needs and our self-satisfaction and our ability to care for ourselves lower, lower on that ladder. And when we do that, 
you know, sometimes we end up deferring a dream. You get so busy raising your children, you're so busy taking care of the family or honoring your career or the job that you're in in order to support the family that you lose sight of taking care of yourself. And it, you know, you, you crush that dream of maybe being an artist or of being an actor or writing your, your novel because you don't have the time, because taking care of others is, takes a lot of time to do it well. Not to mention adding the bits and pieces that you might give to yourself. So when we, when we kind of give up hope of doing something that we love or we just lose the time to focus on it, you know, that chips away at your soul. And so again, it's another piece of this, um, the way that we view life is, which is to um, put everyone else first. I've met, you know, a few people in my life who have the art of self-love brilliantly and, and they, they don't feel guilty for taking care of themselves. And I think that's really important because, again, religious guilt sometimes if you grew up like I did as a Catholic and I didn't act or dress or be a certain way, you know, I probably heard it from my family or my parents and, you know, then I felt bad. And I felt guilty for not living up to their expectations. And so kind of starts to deflate who you are. The other idea is, you know, here we have these traditions that we have, the society's conventions. But we also have what the media and how culture has shaped expectations, particularly for body image, how women should look in magazines or on television in, in a bikini, how men should be fit and muscular, and all of these uh, preconceived images that help sell a product or a brand does a number on, on many people in their own image of themselves. And there is no such thing as perfection as much as uh, these marketing companies try to sell it to you. There is no such thing as perfection. In fact, there's a famous saying that goes something like, perfection is the enemy of good. And it's really true because once you get stuck on being perfect, your, your ability to have output is affected because it's never good enough. It's never going to be just right. And so when you are striving and, uh, you know, just eating hardly any food in order to be so thin, you know, that's at cross purposes because that affects ultimately your health. And here we have so many people who suffer from eating disorders it's because of this lack of a positive self-image. What do I have to do to be able to look like this famous star? And again, just because they're famous doesn't mean that they're happy or that they're uh, loving life. They may be miserable behind the scenes. You know, we don't know. But ultimately, happiness, it's your responsibility. 
It's an inside job. And that inside job starts from loving yourself within. And again, over time, it can, our identity and our self-image can be chipped away by failed relationships, by people who are abusive or simply mean-spirited and say things that are hurtful. And we take it in, we absorb it, we feel it. And maybe over time, you start to believe that you're not as good as someone else or you're not as beautiful or not as funny, not as charming, whatever it may be. And so, you know, not living up to the ex expectations of family. Well, Karen, I thought you'd be married by now. Why aren't you married by now? Not understanding that some people are unconventional or have other dreams or desires. So when we have this sense of uh, our, our self-image being chipped away or depressed or deflated, you know, you can shut down emotionally. You can uh, get sick as a result of this stress, you know, chronic illness. All of these things, you know, when we find that we're not happy with ourselves, you know, it spreads out into your relationships with others. So, you know, it is essential that each and every one of us takes the time to uh, take care of ourselves and to love ourselves or to find the good things about us as we are. So how do we, how do we move forward? with developing self-love, and particularly if you've been in a tough place. Well, one of the things I think is helpful is to chunk, you know, chunk these assignments. So I'm a teacher uh, during the day, and how we teach certain students, uh, or students with special needs, is that we may give a portion of the assignment to, to finish and, and add on each day. And truly, with Developing self-love for yourself, it's a matter of chunking it. And the first place to start is having gratitude. Gratitude for living. Gratitude for life and what life offers to you. Maybe you're in a tough place right now. Maybe things are not working out the way that you want them to and you're really down and you feel, again, defeated. You have to find something positive and something good about yourself to acknowledge and to say out loud. And whether you're driving in your car on your way to work with your cup of coffee, and you can say, listen, in tough situations, I'm pretty calm. You know, when things go haywire, you can count on me. That's one small positive statement. And then the next day, come up with something else. You know, when I put my mind to it and focus my energy, I'm a damn good cook. Or I'm really fabulous at learning how to play new instruments. These, this, I would call it rung by rung on your ladder. You know, think of the top of the ladder as absolute happiness and joy. And at the bottom of the level ladder is, uh, you know, maybe sadness, depression, defeated, defeatism. Um, one small piece to start to build self-confidence, self-esteem, self-love. Another key aspect of self-love involves some hard lessons. 
and some actions. And one of those actions is to say no. And to not feel bad about saying no. Because of all the demands, however your life is structured, you have demands put upon you. And sometimes you say yes simply because you feel that you should say yes. When what might be best for you is to say no. I can recall back in college, my friends, we used to go out and party. We used to go dancing and drinking and having fun, you know, a couple nights a week. And there was one time when I said, no, I'm not going. I'm going to stay home and watch my TV show. And my friends were shocked. Like, what? Why aren't you coming out with this? And I'm like, I really don't want to go. I want to stay home. This is what's going to make me happy. So finding those moments when you say no, and maybe it's you feel pressure to attend the, the office happy hour. Maybe you're going to get a, a promotion or assigned a better project or you know meet some networking connections. But if you're tired and if you're stressed and if you feel overwhelmed, you owe it to yourself to say, not tonight, but perhaps another time. It's a hard thing to do. Again, maybe it creeps up on you that you're disappointing someone by not doing it, but you're really looking out for yourself first and foremost. Another piece, I think, of developing self-love is to find your tribe. We hear that expression often as well. And finding your tribe might look like finding people of similar interests, like finding like. You know, that magnetic attraction of finding people that you relate to, and maybe you find it through shared interests, going to the gym, swimming, um, cooking courses, movies, meditation, whatever it may be. Put yourself in those situations, and you, know, you, you might find that others are working on the same things that you're working on and how to improve your image and your belief in yourself and your self-love. So um, I think that that's, that's a huge part. And some of us are more introverted than others, and that may be a challenge, but you know, there's always meetup groups or there's always organizations that you can tap into and to take care of yourself and to, to you know, little by little expand your horizons. Back to the the negative people and kind of along the lines of saying no is that we all recognize the toxic people, the energy vampires, the people who just suck the life out of a situation or who make a work environment so unpleasant. Again, it can eat away at you and how you feel. So what do you have to do? We have, we have family members sometimes who fulfill that role. We have friends or neighbors or colleagues or loved ones that we're involved with. So what do you have to do? You have to limit your exposure to the degree possible. It's not always that easy, but you have to try to minimize your time with them. A friend of mine at school, we always say, you know, we have a few, few of those folks on staff. And 
It's kind of like bob and nod. You're kind of shaking your head and then you just keep walking. You just keep walking. But if you can begin to limit those energy vampires from your life and just kind of put them in their place, then that's certainly one way to keep yourself in a positive state, you know, thinking about what's best for you. Another thing that I would say, and I'm just kind of running through the strategies to help develop self-love, is to honor your commitment to your own health at the very ground level, which is to maintain your doctor's appointments, to go get that mammogram or you know whatever uh, physical checkup that you need to have, to think about how you feed your vehicle, your body. What can you do to improve? You know, what can you add in? What maybe do you need to cut back? I'm not a big believer in huge wholesale changes. I believe in small changes. Like if you like chocolate, have a little bit each day. Don't eat the whole tub of Nutella, but just have a little teaspoon maybe. Then have your greens or whatever, you know, however you need to find the balance within. But if you're thinking about it, if you're thinking about your vitamin D levels, if you're thinking about your nutrition, if you're thinking about, I've been really down for quite a bit, I've really felt low, then it's uh, time to talk to someone else and maybe to find a licensed social worker or a therapist or a friend or someone who can lead you in the direction of getting some help or just being able to talk through things. We can unburden some of our feelings and, and our stresses when we have that opportunity to do so. I think another key aspect of developing self-love is to give yourself permission to make mistakes and to fail. And it's okay when things don't work out not everything is going to work out in life. Not everything is perfect. Again, it goes back to the idea of perfection. We can learn from our mistakes. We can say, huh, that really didn't work out for me. I think I'll move in another direction. That's experience gained. And the risk that you took in trying to accomplish something or to do something is important because that's information now for you on how you handle the situation and how you can process it and to move forward. You know, don't let defeat define you. Don't get stuck or, you know, uh, it, down in the weeds with a loss. Just find a way to cut it and to move on and to think about something else or something new that's going to A, either distract you or B, it's going to motivate you into another area. So some other things that I think about in terms of self-love is the idea of reflecting and of keeping a journal perhaps, and or you could have a vision board within your journal or things that you want to accomplish. Again, there should be no pressure on on all these things to do, that you should come from a place of authenticity and, and of love for yourself. And so maybe you're just writing a love letter to yourself in your journal. I, you know, I don't know, but it's 
little uh, people respond to different modalities. And so maybe some of you are writing poetry or writing a short story or fan fiction, whatever it may be. It's to process your feelings and to think about where you are, you know, and how you're doing. I think that and talking about companionship and talking about community is to be a part of the community and to volunteer and to share your light and your love with others. It's such a powerful feeling to help others because um, even though uh, it, the focus might be on someone else in a volunteer situation. So for example, if you go to a nursing home or if you're mentoring a child or tutoring a child, your initial focus is, is connecting with them. But when you get home at night and you reflect and you feel so powerful because you took the time to help someone else, to give of you to someone else, then it's, you know, that's such a strong method or strategy to help develop um, self-confidence, your self-esteem, and your self-love. Again, I think it goes to reaching out to others, uh, strangers, friends, lost connections, reaching out, talking, sharing about the good in your life. You can also share about the things that don't work out. Again, everything is an experience and we're defined by our experiences. On a um, global level, it's living with purpose and finding your intention. And it may be easier said than done for some, but it's a matter of recognizing of what makes you tick, of what makes you happy. And sometimes the first instant, instance of what you've done in your life doesn't quite work that way. And then maybe you find something else and you kind of like it, but it's really not the thing. For me, I ultimately found that teaching was the dream job for me. I love teaching. It's a privilege to teach children. I love going to work every day. I'm lucky. But it certainly took um, a, a commitment and it took some change and some risk in order to get to this place. But at least I knew, I knew that I wasn't living the life of purpose that I wanted to leave lead, which was to serve others and to serve and to help children grow as human beings, as part of society, and to critically think and um, enjoy the process of learning. So in terms of self-love, um, for some, you may find self-love through your creativity, through being a musician, maybe an athlete, um, an artist, a writer, and you may put a lot of your energy into bringing that out to the surface. And the tricky part with being a musician and writing songs or being a poet and sharing your work is that some people can be snarky and can be not that nice. And you just have to take that, you know, it's just people will criticize, people will love your work, people may say, eh but you're really, you're doing it for yourself and it should be irrespective of what someone else thinks. Do your creative projects to fulfill 
your life and um, you know, your needs intellectually, uh, artistically, and emotionally. So, you know, self-love requires action. It requires you to be reflective, to think about what's going to make you happy in life, accepting yourself as you are, being healthy. So what if you're overweight, um, a little bit overweight, you're not the, uh, the Vogue magazine model, that's okay. You have to find the good for you. And when you see the good in you, when you feel the good in you, when, when you believe it, you bring all of those wonderful qualities out. The glow and the positivity that emanates from you is, um, you know, people see that and they can feel it and they're drawn to it. You know how some people are very charismatic. Um, it's perhaps coming from a place where they are comfortable with themselves, where they're accepting of themselves. And so when you, um, uh, when you begin to develop the self-love and when you have it, there's a shift of energy and that energy is given to others. And it's, you know, it's a powerful, powerful place to be. These self-love strategies and things, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to be able to say no. It takes time to reconstruct maybe your social scene or your relationship, either to continue in a relationship or to exit out of one. It takes time to repair relationships with children. But at the heart of all of this, these actions is putting yourself first, which is your health. You owe it to yourself to stay healthy. You owe it to yourself to try to find happiness and happiness within. And when you are happy within, you know, it spreads, it's the entry point to happiness of all and within all aspects of your life. And, you know, it is truly, happiness is an inside job and self-love is something that is vital and essential that we all consider and that we all try to stay on top of. Some days are better than others. And that's the truth, boy, you know, we may get down on ourselves. We may be sad, but you know, there's always going to be a new day for you to achieve, for you to just, uh, just to be. However, the spectrum is, it's going to make you feel fulfilled where you're going to find your contentment. Open your heart, get that glow inside so that it's going to glow to everyone else and shine your light to others. It's a powerful, powerful vibration to share with other people. So those are my thoughts for tonight. And I, I hope that you found something helpful here this evening. And um, I want to thank you for listening to the Karen Loves Romeo podcast. If you're so inclined, Check in next week for another episode, and I look forward to seeing you. In the meantime, I wish you the best in being safe, in staying well, and making the most of your day, 
uh, even in these unusual times with the pandemic and isolation. So thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.